Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Pierre Levey. He's the president and CEO of Deep South Resources. They have a large but low-grade copper project in Namibia, and they've raised enough money now to actually put in place the things they need to do to deliver a resource uh, in Q4 this year, and also the a PFS in the beginning of next year. Uh, if you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation and the company itself, in fact, the Pierre, you can find that at correctsinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed analysis. We've got commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. We've got training courses on there. We have summaries of all the interviews that we do to save you some time because we know you are busy people. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, uh, you can uh, join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Bit of a waiting list at the moment, but well worth uh, the wait. I'm slightly inundated. Um, so hopefully see you there soon. So cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Yeah, how are you, sir? Very good, Matt. I'm pleased to be with you again. Well, it's been a long time. It's been about nine months. I, I, I hope yes. you're pleased. <laughs> yes, I'm very pleased. <laughs> okay. How are you? Where have you? Where are you? Uh, are you at home? Yeah, yeah. I'm still in, uh, in Quebec, in Canada, not traveling. So, uh, we will probably resume traveling sometime by September, I suppose. So. Because you want to, you want to get back in country, don't you? You want to go and actually look at what you're. Of course, you're we have on. a lot of work going down there, and I'm stuck at home looking at pictures and and video clips. <laughs> I have some very good people around me. It's not a not an issue, but uh, you know, it's important to be there on site and see how it goes and make sure that uh, I'm happy and satisfied. For sure, for sure, for sure. I, I, the only reason I ask is that sometimes I'm, I'm asking the CEOs the, the question, have you, uh, have you seen your asset? And they've never seen their asset, never been on site, never looked at it. <laughs> oh, okay. I've seen it very often. I walk on it very often with my geologist. And uh, no, no, on that side, I'm, I'm fine. It's, uh, I'm glad I have a good experience with the asset. <laughs> it's just that sense of year, it's not possible, but that's okay. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Well, look, um, I'm glad you're well. Uh, it's good to see you, and I wanted to talk to you because it looks like you've been quite busy since we spoke. It's been, a, you know, it's been a while. Um, but there's a lot of things that you have done and things that you're going to do, and I want to understand them. So, why don't before we kind of talk about those things, why don't you give us that one minute overview of what this is for people new to the story, and I'll pick it up from there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the Deep South Resource is a uh, a TSXV listed company. We're also listed on Frankfurt and uh, OTCQB in the United States. Uh, we uh, hold 100% of a co- large copper porphyry project in the south of Namibia. Uh, it's a large tonnage low grade project. And uh, we brought a different philosophy of development of the project than what we were seeing in the past. Uh, we have produced a very robust PEA in December. Uh, showing some very good numbers. And now we're drilling the high-grade section of the uh, deposit uh, and we're finding good high-grade high grade zones. And that will serve as uh, uh, you know, a leg to go to a PFS and uh, a new resource estimation uh, uh, probably in uh, around October. Uh, so And a PFS early in 2022. We are resume also some uh, heat leach testing because that's the... Uh, uh, extraction technology that we're uh, we're testing and that is very successful so far. Uh, 
So uh, that's where we are. Fantastic, fantastic. Like you, last time we spoke, you're about 11 cents, you're up to about 23, 24 uh, today. Um, yeah. So that's good, but still only 35 million market cap company, right? Um, yeah. What is working in your favor though is the copper price. It yes. has gone nuts. That's all good mm -hmm. news. So it's putting a little bit of tension back on copper companies. Um, is, well, are you finding that? Oh yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> of course you. You just we're doing quite a lot of promotion, but on top of doing promotion, we're uh, requested to uh, attend a lot of events by uh, by the market in general, and uh, we see there's a lot of a uh, demand, you know, to see us uh, in the market, and we can see our liquidity in the market has improved substantially. And when we are one of the good uh, uh, traders in the market with uh, an average of uh, five hundred thousand shares per day, which is pretty good for a junior exploration company. That's basically part of the uh, the copper price. This is a part of that. The reason why we have so good uh, liquidity. Right. Okay. So again, I, I, I'm just kind of conscious of there's so many new generalist investors coming into this space. I, I'm going to kind of keep it a little bit simple. It's been a while since we spoke, but I will refer people back to business plan, strategy, management team um, yeah. that we discussed previously on the, on, a, on a couple mm -hmm. of occasions. So we don't need to go over all ground there. But um, with regards to Namibia, we know a little bit about Namibia because there's a lot of uh, uranium miners in Namibia. So we understand yeah. the ability to do business, uh, mining code, mining law in country and the, the government's desire to see mining. So th that's all good. Um, but you're not there. Your ops team are there. Are they restricted in any way because of COVID? Uh, no, no, not so much, because most of our team is Namibian, uh, and uh, three geologists are uh, South African, so that's neighboring country, so it's not a big issue. They have to pass a test before coming in the country, 72 hours before, and then they're free to go wherever they want. And uh, so, no, that's, that's pretty easy. But all the drilling team and uh, all the people on site, uh, a part of the three geologists are all Namibian, so it's okay. not a problem. There, okay. There's very good service companies in Namibia. Okay, so I, I, like I said, I do want to get on to the important um, components, but I just want to sort of tick a few things off. I noticed that you've raised, you've taken a few different opportunities to raise capital since we spoke since last August. So can you just run us yeah. through how much you've raised um, and uh, why you raised the money? Well, we raised uh, in two tranches, one in October, another one in January, about uh, just a little bit over 7, 7 million Canadian. Uh, it was good because it has, uh, we were having some depth and some accounts now. So it, it was not a clean balance sheet. Now we have a debt free balance sheet, very clean balance sheet. Uh, we started our exploration program with a little bit more than 5 million in cash. Uh, so, uh, which is pretty good because we have a drilling program going on now. Uh, that it has a cost uh, of a little bit below $2 million. And now we're starting also. Uh, some uh, heat leach testing. So we will probably have another million there. So we're well funded to uh, do everything we have to do by the end of the year. And it's very important because it's going to uh, confirm some theories that we were having about the deposit. And it will be also uh, some important steps to go to, uh, uh, to a feasibility study at the end of the day yeah? with a PFS and on the way up. Right. So. Uh, Okay, so you've got, you've got the money to do the things that you need to do. I'm assuming most of this is going to be re retail at the moment. Uh, I would say most of it, yes, but there was five or six institutions that took a, you know, small parts of, uh, of the private placement. I would say on the 7 million, 
uh, yeah, we probably have near $2 million that were coming from institutions, which for us was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's new for us. Well, it, well it's, new, it's new for you because you're a company of a certain size, you know, a small, a small company. Yeah, yeah. They don't normally yes. take those sorts of bets. But so, so I'm assuming the kind of EV thematic, uh, the, you know, green investing is driving that. Um, but you didn't go out seeking it. It, it. it just came to you, did it? Uh, the financing, you mean? Yeah, with with, with uh, the institutional uh, money, I mean. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Institutional money came with uh, with a broker, a brokerage firm brought uh, brought that in. It it was non brokered private placement, but there was brokers working around us anyway. So it's uh, so some brokers are supporting us now, which they were not doing two you know two years ago. It's uh, it's uh, because of the green revolution and because of the you know commodity market, uh, they're pretty uh, they're looking for these kind of opportunities. Where were they a year ago? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were looking at gold probably and some other some other stuff. But uh, you know, the markets are not, are very good in commodities. I would say since last April, about a year ago, it has started with gold and silver, and then it has followed with, with other commodities uh, late in the year. Right. Okay. I mean, one of your other um, big shareholders is tech. So, yeah. how's that relationship? Well, we have a good relationship with them. The thing is that they, uh, we must understand that they are still involved in the company as a passive shareholder. They hold uh, 16% of the company. Uh, but at the moment, their, their real focus is really on the western edge of the Americas, you know, Chile, Peru, uh, uh, BC. And uh, so we're a little bit like an <laughs> a guy apart in, the, in their thing, but they keep an eye and they're very participative on the technical side. And if I'm, anytime we need anything, you know, they're there and it's, uh, it's fine. It's, uh, but at the moment, we're really not in their focus. So who knows in the future, these things can change. You know, but, yeah, and, and did they put money into um, the last no. couple of races? No, okay. So they're, they're, they're kind of getting diluted down. It's not, it's non-core, it's not of a scale that would interest them yet. So it's, how, do you, how do you treat that? I mean, how do you as a board look at that? Do you think, well, that's a potential overhang. If they start dumping into the market, that's a problem for us. So do you have a gentleman's agreement or otherwise to say, hey, look, if you do want out of this thing, give us a chance to find a good home for that? Yes, we have, we have a gentleman agreement with them and they have respected it so far, no problem. And uh, uh, the thing is that they're an insider. So if they start selling, their name will be all over the news selling the, and that's something they don't want to know, to see. So they're sitting there with their shares and, and potentially if one day, they want to invest, then they will increase their shareholding fine. But if they don't want to invest, they will at some point in time be below 10% and then they can do whatever they want. You know, it's like, a, but for now, we don't see that as an overhang and we see that as a potential opportunity. If, they, if they're not interested in the project, but another major shows interest, then there's a block of shares that can be traded there. You know, it's like, a, it could be an opportunity. So for us, uh, we, we always look at the glass, uh, uh, half empty, not half full. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but, but planning is everything, right? So, you know, do you go on the front foot and say, actually, why don't we have that discussion now? Because, you know, markets may uh, we, we have that discussion already with them. And if we have, at the moment, in where they are in their own business development, if we have a buyer one day, they will listen. They will be happy to listen. If, uh, but as I said, things can change. You never know. You know, it's like uh, they were in the oil sands in Canada and suddenly, boom, <laughs> they turned around and said, we want to sell that. 
I, we all understand why, but anyway, you know, these things change quick sometimes. And their chairman at the time said that they want to go for green energy and copper will be at the center of what they're doing. So <laughs> you never know where they will go with, with that kind of statement in the future. Yeah, okay. And if you, well, I, I, I guess the more people are aware that that's an option, I guess that the more approaches you will have but it's not core focus for you for now so let, let's get let's get back into let's get back into the actual pr the projects and and, and, the, and the money so well actually before we do sorry i say that we need to talk about some of the outliers some, some of the phrases some of the vocabulary again for people new to this story okay we, we we we've talked in the past about well you talked today about heap leaching but we've also talked about bio leaching okay yeah. you've just made an appointment at uh, uh, uh dr martinez balange uh, special advisor on bio leaching. What, tell people why that's important for your project. It's very important because bio leaching, uh, first thing is it's a low grade primary sulfide project. So it means that it's not so easy to leach. And the way to kickstart the leaching and make sure that we have a, a good lead time for the leaching is to use bacteria that fix oxygen molecules on the sulfide and then oxidize the material and then it leach quick. It leach rapidly. So the bio-leaching is very important. But also what needs to be understood is that in the ore, in the mineral, there is bacterial activity. There's always bacterial activity. In, in. The only thing we want to do is to analyze it and add some bacteria if needed to kickstart the thing and, and make them more productive. Okay? So it's a, it's a very simple factor where you use sulfuric acid as typical heat leach in which you will add some bacteria strains specifically designed to kickstart the natural bacteria we have in the ore. Now, that's not mining per se, or even metallurgy, it's biology and chemistry. <laughs> and it's not a so well-known technology, uh, but in the copper space, it's mainly used by majors in Chile. And uh, uh, one of them is Cadelco that used that on their Radomirotamich mines since 2014 successfully. But because it's majors, there's not a lot of, lot of information in the market. So we were in need of, of getting a specialist on board with us. Uh, and Dr. Martinez has participated in the development of the bio-leaching of Cadelco. There are two versions, version 1.0 and version 2.0. He's a renowned specialist all around the world. He has a, a very impressive CV, but it's very important for us for two things. It adds cred credibility to what we do. And on top of that, it helps us uh, fine tune the uh, uh, e-pleaching procedure we have and the bacterial strain activity and so on. He, he has over 20 years of experience in doing only that. And he's a doctor in biology. He's really a biologist. So uh, that's very important for us to help uh, to add value on the work we already do and uh, fine tune what we're doing and also add credibility on the, uh, on the fact that we're using a, it's a robust technology, but not well-known technology. Okay, so, so let's dig into that a bit because you say it's not metallurgy and, and it's clearly not, but at least people understand the metallurgical process. And when you come and talk to us about it, we can go, okay, I understand that. In this instance, like you say, it's not well-known. So, how do we interpret what comes back? Because it's, it's biological, it's, 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 it's chemical uh, process. You know, how, how, how would we be able to understand what good looks like? Um, okay, the first thing is that we need, in a typical operation, we need to crush the material. 
The crushers bring the material down to about uh, 12 millimeters size. We then use a, a, a technology called uh, high-pressure grinding rollers that will crush the material below five millimeters. Arriving to that point, we have a, a quite fine gravel. We will remove the very fine gravel on one side, and we will keep the bulk of the gravel that is between, let's say, two millimeters and five millimeters. We will agglomerate it, means that we will re-cement it a little bit to make sure that there's no clogging in the uh, uh, percolation. So what we do when we have that, we put that into stacks, you know, layers of gravel, and we spray sulfuric acid on top with the bacteria in. And then the bacteria and the, the liquid will go down at the bottom and will oxidize and capture the metals in the material. Then you have a bath of uh, a, a liquid in which you have the metals. Then you take these metals and go to uh, electro winning, which is a uh, electromagnetic magnetic, uh, treatment that will uh, produce the uh, get the, the metal out of the uh, of the bat, and then we will produce a cathode. Not a concentrate. We we go over a concentrate. We want to go for higher value uh, products. So it's uh, it's a cathode. But the, the, what we I don't understand in that is the cost. How does it affect your margins? How does it is it quick process, longer process? Recoveries better. Yeah, the uh, the recoveries in our case here are what we use in our PA is eighty percent. So we we measure that we recuperate we recover eighty percent of the copper that we have in the bat. Now uh, we we know with the tests that we're doing that we will be able to improve that most probably around eighty seven percent, and uh, so that's going to be a very high recovery. Uh, in the test, we have seen some recoveries going up to 96%, but it's not sustainable to that level. The sustainable uh, level is 80 to 85% at the moment, and we believe we can bring it between 85 and 90% with more tests. So that's very high. It's very, very good recoveries. Now, on the cost side, and on, even on the CapEx, it's a very simple operation with, with not a lot of uh, very uh, energy-demanding uh, components. Like a classical way is grinding, crushing, grinding, milling, uh, uh, flotation, roast leaching, and then you go to SXCW. What happened with that is that the capex for an operation like this, the size that we're looking at is $1.5 billion. The capex for an operation that we're looking at is $350 million because we don't need grinding and milling. We don't need uh, uh, the uh, the roasting and the flotation, will, we will use that, but on a very small scale uh, to treat the very fine material. That's something else that we are testing at the moment. So it's, it's reducing the capex substantially. So when you have a low grade uh, ore, you need to have a capex as low as possible, and you need to have an expense as low as possible. And one of the things in the classical route is grinding and milling and roast leaching are very high uh, energy demanding. So that has a serious cost of operation. Now in not having that, our, our uh, power demand is going uh, very low and we're now at, you know, the cost of operation is estimated at $1.34 per pound. So it's uh, gives us a pretty good margin with a price of copper over $4.
No, that that that's very good. And compared to some peers, that's 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 excellent. Um, so what are, what are the so obviously I think people are, are uh, trying to understand what this bio leaching process will do for you. you. You're kind of indicating there that you know the, the bio the bio leaching will do will do one thing. It's a it's a straightforward leaching heap leaching project like we see everywhere in the world with the stacks and the uh, uh, sulfuric acid doing percolation. You can have a, a return. You start seeing your cash flow. 50, 60 days after you've started that. But when it's primary sulfide like what we have, it's normally taking 200 days. So it's a very, very long lead time before you see your cash flow coming in. That's where the bacteria are very important because they, they, uh, they speed up the, uh, uh, the, uh, the action of the leaching. Our last test was showing that we were at about 120 days for the full leaching. And the average for the, the leaching of sulfide is 200 days in the world. So we're better than the average. And now we think that we can probably improve that to probably around 90 days, which is pretty good. And uh, we're looking at having a, the fines being treated aside, and that would potentially bring uh, uh, cash flow in the next you know, five to 10 days after the start of the operation for a part of the, uh, the cover. Then the rest will take a certain time. So that's where the bio action, the bacterial action is very important. It speed up the uh, the slow leaching process for sulfide, for primary sulfide. So with some of your drilling, you, you, some um, drill results came out in May, 152 meters at you know, 0.47 copper equivalent, including 30 meters at um, 0.81 at copper equivalent. So th there's, that's pretty good, you know, you'd be happy with that. So when you say copper equivalent, what else is in there and how much is actually copper? Uh, Mali and uh, Mali is there for about 10, 15%. Right, okay. In the past, uh, uh, PEA and resource estimation, Mali was not included in our, in our uh, estimation because there's only 14,000 meters that have assayed for Mali out of a total of 66,000 meters. So we were not having enough assays on the on the the, the asterisk database to include it, uh, but we know it's there. So now in this uh, drilling program, we assay for 33 elements: gold, silver, and and many others. But specifically on Mali, because we know we have a quite good content in Mali, and it, it's the case. So it's pretty. Uh, and then it increased the copper equivalent by about 10, 15 percent at the moment. That's what we see. Okay. So okay. our indicated grade at the moment is 0.31 percent copper. If we were to have the Mali in, maybe our copper equivalent grade would be around 0.35% copper. Got it. That, that's what I was getting to, because earlier you described this as large but low grades. Okay. Yeah. So on the large side, you've got 66,000 meters of drilling. Is that, is that right? Yes. Right. Yes. How much more do you need to do for the PFS? Are you going to be kind of infilling or what are, we what are the data? Are infilling. Do you need? We are infilling at the moment with 10,000 meters, and most probably we can do our PFS with that. If it's not the case, then it will be an updated PEA. And for the feasibility study, we estimate that we will probably need another 25,000 meters of infill drilling, 20 to 25,000 meters. Okay. For which you will need to raise money. Yeah, yeah. But somewhere in the early 2022 or uh, even before, if we have proposals, you know, we're always <laughs> happy to listen. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to interested how you how you kind of move the company forward because no one was listening a year ago. 
copper thematic. Everyone's everyone's uh, trying to find the next new copper project. Low grade, high grade, doesn't matter. It's about contained metal in the ground. So how do you, as a low, large, low grade company, make yourself heard? Do you need to come to market with a certain? Well, I assume there's going to be a new resource coming out, right? Yes. So when's that again? Yes. Remind me. The, the resource is 850 million ton at an average of 0.31, copper. Right, but are you you're going to you're going to add to that? You're doing infilling in, infill drilling. So in terms, no, of- no, we we will. The, the first goal is to improve the grade, and the second goal is to improve the tonnage. The tonnage, we're we're certain we can probably at least double it. It's open at that bottom. It's open that there's a lot of alteration on surface. We have not drilled yet. It's a, at the end of the day, it, it will probably be over 1.5 billion ton. It's uh, it's very important. But at the moment, we think to add value and have a serious project, we need to upgrade the improve the grade. Not necessarily. It, it's not never going to be a one percent copper uh, copper project. It's not going to be that. But if we go from 0.31 percent with the robust economics we have now. Let's say to 0.40 or 0.38 or 0.40% copper equivalent, it's a huge improvement. And 30, then suddenly the lights yeah. on our project will, will flash more. You know? Well, that, that, that's my point. That's what I wanted to get to. You know, because like if you do, if it 0.3 to 0.4 or 30% increase, you know, that, that, that's, that's good news. Um, so you, you, between now and the PFS coming out in, in the beginning or early 2022, no more yes. money needed. But after that point, you probably will suspect you, you would expect a re-rate, be able to raise money yep. reasonably cheaply to be able to do another 20, 25,000 meter drill program. Yes. And okay. some design engineering and more leaching tests to complete a feasibility study. Got it. So how much money are we talking about? Certainly another five to seven million Canadian. So okay. another five million US. Okay. So it's cheap, cheap drilling. Is this shallow stuff? I mean, why, why, why so little money? Uh, yes. At the moment, we drill down to about 200, 250 meters. Some holes are going to go down to 500 meters. Uh, but, you know, it's $100 per, uh, per meter. So you do, uh, uh, you know, 20,000 uh, 20, uh, meters at a cost of, you know, all included, probably $3 million. You know? So it's, it's shallow and therefore yeah. it's also quick. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Understood. There will be some some holes at some point in time that will go down to 850 meters, uh, because when we drilled with tech previously and early in the 2010s, uh, we did some holes that were going down to 850 meters, and it was still mineralized arriving there. So we don't have a clue where the bottom of that thing is. <laughs> so, uh, but so far the resource estimated indicated and inferred is from surface 350 meter deep. Right, okay. And I know obviously since the money was raised at the beginning of this year too, you've appointed a bunch of people, you've appointed MSA group for the uh, resource estimation. You've got uh, yes. Knight in there for the scoping study, um, Matt's engineering uh, to do the Matt work. So you've, you've got the people that you need in place yes. for this mm-hmm. year to actually give, it, give us that data and get towards that PFS at the beginning of the year. You, that's all in place. Yes. And they've started work. Yes, everything is at work at the moment. So what we have going, of course, it's the drilling and drilling is going to carry on up to mid-July. So we have drilling results every month up to August. Uh, we have started e-pleaching 
tested testing with uh, uh, METS in Australia and CSIRO in Australia. We have some scoping study on the on the work at the moment with Night Old, and they are covering alternative power. So mainly solar power, because in our, our area, it's very important. It's a very sunny area. Uh, water usage. Uh, we need to have a clear cut, you know, on uh, ID on the water usage. Uh, there was also environment path to the, the uh, in, uh, future impact study. Uh, they will assess also for the leach pad. Uh, we have also... Um, MSA group that uh, has started their work slowly and they will produce an, an, an updated estimated resource probably in October. Okay. Okay. That's nice. And all of this, all of these activities will generate results by between now and the end of the year. So we have a, a pretty important uh, result driven period for the next uh, seven, eight, nine months. It's a, uh, very important. There will be a lot of activities that will generate results. Always amazes me. Mining is so often about timing. Um, I think copper projects, it's good timing. You've got the money you need. And as you say, I think people are just looking for that kind of succession of deliverables from you for the rest yes. of this year. So look, um, like, great, great catch up. I'm glad everything's going so well. I'm glad you were able to get the money to actually allow you to start uh, all of these activities as well. Stay in touch, let us know how you get on um, and let's talk soon, okay? Yes, we will, certainly. I'm always happy to talk to you and uh, your, uh, your investors and viewers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.